Hi, my lovely fellow beings. Welcome to the Moments with Christy podcast. Here we will explore ideas and perspectives on lifestyle, culture, and relationships, moment by moment. I'm very excited and lucky to have you by my side in this journey we call life. Hi everyone, today we have my very awesome friend. She's a strong-spirited human being, one of the most positive people I know. I met Mary in university. We started as froshies and became bosses in second year. She's now crushing it as a recruitment and talent development professional in one of the big five software firms and with her side hustle in YouTube, check her out. Uh, She is helping out individuals to accelerate their career goals. So, hey Mary. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Christy. No, I, it's my pleasure. I feel like uh, we were just talking about it before this call, how we met in Japan. Late 2019. I don't, not yeah, so much, late but, 2019. Yeah, just before the virus came. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right in time. And we were like, um, we had a lot of conversations about anything and everything about our lives because it's been a long time. It's been a long time, and, and during that intro, you know, I was just kind of reminiscing because you talked about our uh, fresh boss days. I was like, wow, that was only, I want to say, six years ago, but it really feels like yesterday because that, that was such an important moment for me to meet you and the rest of the, the amazing people at that university. Yeah, and I remember we, we were all, I think we united because of K-pop. I would say um, because I know people may not know how I look so like I'm I was I'm a black girl right (laughs) and I love k-pop at that time I really like k-pop so I somehow found myself in a group of like all Asian girls and me talking about k-pop yes yeah and then I think second year was it second year where we were when it was all about like Oppo Gangnam style like was it second? Yes. Yeah, yes. when we were oh, all bosses. Style. Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. I think it was okay. I forgot. I, I think it's either first. Oh, probably it was first year because that was. Um, oh, when we were froshies. Yeah, yeah you're right. Froshies. It was first year when we were froshies, and it was Opa Gundam style. Cause that was when we were bosses. So, so it wasn't Opa Gundam style, but we were still like bringing that K-pop flavor. Yes, <laughs> every single day. crazy eight years flew by and i feel like there's so much to talk about so we'll dive right in but actually before we do that i do have some random questions um (laughs) it's not too random i think um but um, i'm gonna go for it if you're ready definitely i'm ready whenever you are okay um so would you go for Music or movies? Ooh, music for sure. 100% music. Uh, is that like um, something that you go to every morning or like before you sleep or just any time of the day? Oh, any time of the day. I, <laughs> I wake up, I play some music. Throughout when I'm working, I usually play some music or a podcast. Mm. And sometimes before bed, if I'm journaling, I'll play some music as well. So. I, I'm the type of person that will play music even while I'm showering. So I love my music. <laughs> Those are the best. Okay, well, how about this? Music or podcasts? Ooh! <laughs> that's hard because since I was just telling Chrissy, since 2019, I really got into podcasting. I can't imagine not listening to podcasts. Yeah. So I guess I'll go for podcasts. I just love the stories. I just love hearing the conversations. Mm-hmm. So podcasts. Okay, sounds good. Um, daytime or nighttime? Daytime. Daytime. So you're an early bird. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you just enjoy enjoy oh, the that's sun. Never early bird. Yeah, but I do feel a bit more productive when I try to get stuff done in the daytime. And, mm-hmm. you know, I turn in, get into almost my late 20s now. By the time it's 10.30, even 10 p.m., I'm tired. So, <laughs> so daytime. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, fall or spring? Mm, spring for sure. Spring for sure. Okay. 
Uh, this might be tricky, but YouTube or Spotify? Oh, YouTube. Oh, I actually sure. never <laughs> used Spotify until <gasps> like cool. this, like a couple months ago. Yeah. Because I just didn't know about it. I, I, I mean, I knew about it, but I just never thought to use it. So mm. YouTube 1000%. Mm, I see. And I guess for like podcasts, you have your like, do you use Android or Apple? I use Android. So I actually ah. use this like random app called podcast yes. Republic, and that's where i listen to majority of my podcast but mm. i am learning to branch out a little bit and that's where spotify came in I like see. a month ago so mm -hmm. so many resources out there right <laughs> exactly sometimes i feel like in a day i would listen to like five different podcast channels and i'm just like wow <laughs> so... you need to give me your recommendations oh, I, I i listen to i would say i have five core podcasts that i i like go through it in yes. a week and they upload on different days but i do want to br branch out more and listen to more variety but i don't know how to discover them so like for me i think maybe that's how spotify helps because they do give like recommendations based on what i've been listening to and i'm just like mm -hmm. this is like a lot um it's like you know how in youtube they have a lot of these recommended videos on the right and instead yep. of like you listening to the actual video, you're just like, oh, I'm going to line all of these up to like <laughs> watch them all afterwards. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I can definitely share my list of podcasts. Please do. I'm yeah. curious. Do you use Spotify free or Spotify premium? Oh, free for sure. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I always thought Spotify was a paid product that's why i think i never got into it because mm. i'm quite frugal so i was like if i gotta pay for it i ain't using it yeah me too <laughs> awesome well that was the the first round um that was fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> now we're got gonna we're gonna dive in dive in swim and dive in um i know that uh you have moved to japan and You've started your YouTube channel, which is amazing, by the way. I pop in a few times, sometimes, <laughs> anonymously, I guess. I'm I embarrassed guess. about that. Even though I promote it, but I also get embarrassed about it. <laughs> no, don't be. I'll give you, like, a minute to, like, uh, promote uh, your channel because I do think that it could be beneficial, especially for people who are, let's say, looking to change their career paths or even for new graduates, right? And I think your experience could really benefit them a lot. Um, but before we get there, I do, um, and this is something general, but if you were in a red carpet of your career milestone, someone asks you, who is Mary? What? Mm. Yeah. How would you respond to that? <laughs> How would I respond to who is Mary? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I will start by saying, wow, what would I start by saying? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mary, wow. Okay, I think I would say that Mary is an average girl with a wild dream. <laughs> mm. And she's just somebody who wants to see people succeed and people have fun and just be happy. And, and she goes out there and gets it. You know, she doesn't wait. She doesn't. Yeah. Um, ask for you know people's permission yeah. but she just goes out there and get it and and in the process she hopes that she can make the people around her as happy as they can be and fulfilled yeah. in whatever aspect uh, they are but she is just an average girl nothing about her is too different from anybody else but yeah mm. Mary's just an average girl with a wild dream yeah that's great though I mean being able I think the part that really stood out for me was you don't wait for anyone or you don't wait for anyone's permission to do what you want and to fight for your dreams and it's clearly visible exactly. yeah with how far you've come or how much you've grown i'm sure in the past few years um so like going into that what do you think is the biggest highlight of the past probably three years of your Okay, okay. Oh, biggest milestones in the last three years. Uh, I feel like there's actually quite a there's actually quite a bit. I feel like mm -hmm. the last three years has brought so much change and so much so much 
opportunity my way. Yeah. Um, one of them that I will be remiss to say, to not say is, you know, being able to work in the company I currently do work at, yeah. um, which is uh, one of the uh, big IT companies. Mm-hmm. And being able to join that in my wildest dreams, I never even thought I would join a company like that. But the opportunity came my way. I took it, and then I got in. I was like, "What? Yes. <laughs> you allowed me in? Are you sure? Me? Yes. <laughs> like, yes, you. We want you. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm coming in. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've been there uh, for almost two years. It'll be two yeah. years in March. Um, ever since, it's been such a wild but amazing experience because I met. So many phenomenal people, not just in the Japan office, but around the offices uh, around the world, because we have the chance to work closely with people in different offices. And mm-hmm. that really has changed um, some of my outlooks a lot and made me think a bit more broadly. Yeah. Whereas before, I think I did have, although I was in Japan, I was a bit maybe more limited thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, another major milestone I did, which I'm really proud of, was actually in the end of was the end of 2018 so it still counts as three years ago i would say okay. uh i did a solo backpacking trip to thailand by myself wow and girl i was so scared i am I scared so for scared. you too <laughs> you were scared for me right even my manager at that time which is like this really nice like big brother vibes yeah. uh, black frenchman and he was like mary make sure to text me when you're back <laughs> be careful but just being, I think going on that trip, I needed I needed to feel that independence. I needed to feel that, you know what, I can travel on my own. I can um, meet amazing people on my own and, yeah. and do this. And I did that for 10 days. It was a 10-day trip. And coming back, I just felt so refreshed. And so just, yeah, just really, really refreshed uh, from it. So that was definitely a big milestone for me. Mm. Um so those two were the big ones. So that mm-hmm. was one career, and then one was personal. Yeah. Um, and I think another one last one that I wanted to mention was starting my YouTube channel, actually, because it's been something that I was thinking about for a long, long, long time. Yes. And, you know, I've always wanted to do it, but I just, I, I know myself. So I know I'm not, although I said I'm proactive, but at the same time, I'm also a bit on the lazy side. I'll be honest. So <laughs> I knew if I started a YouTube channel... Can I be consistent? Yeah. Can I keep at it? And I'll admit, I'm not always consistent, but at least I did keep at it for a, a good while, and I know I can come back to it. So just creating a platform and a space where, you know, I can talk about career stuff, I can talk about my experience living mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, it makes me so happy because I know when I was it, when I was like a teenager and I was interested in those stuff, yeah. I would go on YouTube, but it would be so hard to find somebody who looked like me talking mm-hmm. about those experiences I was interested in so it's really it's really it makes me really happy that I can um, do that for people now even if I'm not as consistent as I should be but mm-hmm. yes those are the three milestones that I'm really uh, proud of in the last three years I know those are amazing Mary like honestly that's a lot of change that has occurred in your life I would really want to go deeper into each of those milestones to understand your journey and the perspectives and realizations that you've learned in each one of them because I think um, for you to have gone through each one of those you probably learned a lot about yourself too and about everything else around you so definitely yeah so like the first one that you've mentioned which is um, being able to take part of a really big company which allowed you to meet people all around the world and hear their stories and probably their career milestone um how how has that experience been for you like Yes, no, such a good question. It's been such, a, such an important experience. So maybe let me paint the picture a little bit to talk about where I was before that. Yes. So before I joined my current company, I was, um, I. so the way I got into Japan was I, I started working at a recruitment agency. So for those who don't know what a recruitment agency is, they're pretty much an agency that helps people to find jobs and they work with companies to find people uh, for their open positions. So I was doing that for a pretty well-known UK um, recruitment agency that had an office here in Japan. So that was my 
very first job ever. Mm-hmm. Now, that office was the size of about 100 people or so. So I, it's not small company. It's definitely not a small company, but mm-hmm. it's more so like small to medium size. Um, but the, the culture was very much so on the, okay, you know, the business, very sales focused, very, you know, get things done and things like that, which I think it was good as a learning point. But I did quickly realized that this is not where I wanted to take my career uh, forever. I didn't want to go down that path forever. So when Mm -hmm. I did get the opportunity to interview with the company I am with now, Mm -hmm. first, I'd be first to say I was like, uh, can I do this? Like, can I can I even pass the interviews? Is it even possible for me to? Which I realize is such a common, common um, doubt that many people have, especially, mm-hmm. for example, if you're a woman of color or you know, if you're a minority or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because you just see the, the, the usual type of people who get into these major companies are, you know, folks that you that don't really look like you. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of self-doubt and, you know, intimidation on that end, but it, it worked out all right and I was able to get in. Now, how that has, <clears throat> excuse me, now how that has um, affected me and um, like kind of diving in. Actually, can you repeat your question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no worries. I'm saying it right. No, you're, you're pro- you are on the right path. It's, um, understanding your experience with getting to where you are right now yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay definitely yeah so when I when I did finally get into my company um I still had so much uh imposter syndrome so Mm -hmm. that's pretty much means when you feel like you don't belong or you feel like you know they may have hired you but they made a mistake and Mm -hmm. soon you'll be found out and kicked out and Chrissy I really did feel like that for a good at minimum nine months I would say I think until I was start to show some uh, success mm-hmm. and the reason why is just like I mentioned before you know you look around you don't really see people like you and you think that you have to you have to do really amazing stuff to be able to keep up but that's not the case at all so what I really learned by being this company and by meeting a variety of people uh, mm-hmm. through this company is that what matters is doing number one of course doing the best that you can but really knowing what 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 is it that makes you excited about the work what is it that motivates you to get up and and get things done and with what areas can you really support to make that difference um so in my case i work in as a recruiter talent acquisition within this company so Mm -hmm. i'm so excited when i get to talk to candidates in the early process so Mm -hmm. not even in the end but in the early process when they're just when they're just thinking about the company when they're just thinking about um joining and i'm trying to uh, get them to interview and they feel shy or they feel they feel like uh, just like I did they're not yeah. ready and I get that chance to be able to show them like you are ready you know you are more than enough yeah. uh, to interview and and you have the skill set so that that has really taught me a lot to to be able to do that mm-hmm. and also um, through meeting some of the people uh, especially in the U.S. office, I really had the amazing opportunity to join a, uh, we call it the State of Black Women Conference yeah. uh, in the uh, U.S. office. And, oh, that was such a beautiful moment. Even to this day, I still won't forget it because that was the moment I got to meet some of, like, such amazing women doing amazing things yeah. in this uh, company. And that showed me, like, wow, the sky is the limit. Yes. You know, I don't have to just, uh, limit myself or feel that okay this is only what I can do I'm seeing people who are directors who are you know VPs who are even if even if they're not you know in, in a leadership role but they're having such a big impact whether they're based in Brazil or they're based in London I'm like wow I could do that too so I think um, having this have that milestone of getting into this company yeah. just really open more doors for me, uh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Now that sounds great. Like I can definitely hear your voice. You're like beaming with joy and so much positivity and like excitement that I can sense that, you know what, everything that has happened prior to today and prior to this specific experience has led me to 
where I am right now and I'm like so happy and I can really feel that <laughs> in your in your energy so I'm I'm exactly. super happy for you yeah um, and, and there were hard moments there yeah. were tough moments even even here as well there were moments where I really felt like wow can I push through can I can I achieve this and mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I did push through because now I'm I'm where I am where I do feel way more comfortable compared to even just a year ago like if it was this time last year mm -hmm. I, I think I was still having some doubt or in terms of my own ability but yeah. even just a year later it's like wow that change um has been really good so I just wanted to say that to say like if anybody feels that they're in a similar situation in their life where or in their career where they are where they're in their dream company or they really enjoy the work but mm -hmm. they're not showing the success that they want to yeah. just keep pushing through because sometimes you just need to make a little change here and there and it things do get better mm -hmm. exactly and you are where you are and i think definitely what you said about persistence is key I, I do want to learn more about, uh, you mentioned about imposter syndrome and those limiting beliefs. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm curious, have you, um, what's the word, like, it's at the tip of my tongue, but how did you um, break it down to, um, like, how did you get to that, um, break down that doubt and understand it better and over, overcome it? Yeah, definitely. I think where my imposter syndrome stemmed from is because I I never saw myself as a top top performer. Now you know how in a company, um, mm -hmm. you know, you always have like the top ten percent, and you know who they are. You know, yeah, wow, they're really <laughs> amazing, and you look up to them, of course. Yeah. Now I knew I was not that. Even in my last company, I I knew I was not the top top performer. Um. But it doesn't mean that I wasn't still, you know, doing okay in my own right. Mm -hmm. So when I did get that opportunity, I was like, uh, do you have the right girl? You know, I'm not, I'm not like the top 10, so mm -hmm. I don't know about that. So even when I did finally get into uh, my dream company, mm -hmm. and now months are going by, and I'm noticing that, oh, okay, I'm still not really hitting the achievements that, you know, are, what's it like, um, what's the word, that are set as like okay this is the time this is the time where you should be you know having a couple hires okay uh, by x month you should yeah. have x amount of hires or something like that and i was not hitting that at all mm -hmm. so it, more so than i was really starting to feel a bit worried like wow maybe i'm not cut out for this or maybe um th this they they hired me just because and then they'll quickly realize like wow this girl's not performing so we need to get her <laughs> um so that that those i think it was around some some things around performance was there but mm -hmm. also just some things around even just the way we act in the company i would say i'm a very casual person and thankfully the company i work at is also on the casual side mm -hmm. but you do think like wow does my personality match with these people? Mm -hmm. Am I too different from these people? So those are just some of the areas I felt that led to some of my imposter syndrome. But going back to the performance side of things, now, honestly, I, when I think of, when I reflect back on that moment, yeah. I realized there was so much out of my control. Now, of course, there's always going to be some uh, points that are within your control and you should absolutely do your best to manage that. Yeah. But there are just so many points that were outside of my control that it almost felt like there was, it was realistically, there was no way I could have been hitting those specific uh, targets within that specific time frame, looking at the market or given the situation we were in or given what the what they were asking of us at that moment in time but mm -hmm. when you're in the thick of it you don't have that perspective you don't have that third person perspective you only think like wow i have to do this so now i can reflect and think like wow i it, it was okay i was actually doing okay <laughs> where where i was at that time but um i, I didn't feel like it at that moment so yeah i would say the two areas were performance at that moment and mm -hmm. then also just you know, personality and feeling like, do I fit in with these people? So that was why it was so, so, so key for me that I, I did go to that 
a state of black women conference and just meet other people like me because then I got to hear the actual experiences of these amazing women that I see that I feel like wow you people are amazing Mm -hmm. say the exact same thing they also said like I you know I wasn't performing in the beginning or they also said you know sometimes fitting in was a bit difficult I was like but you did it you did it so well yeah. So that's when I start to realize, like, you know what? It's all in my head, or at least most of it. It's in my head. Mm-hmm. I just need to get out of my head. Yeah. And it's like when you mentioned about the conference, um, the sense of community probably mm-hmm. really pushed you to be like, maybe I'm great. Like, this, maybe I'm enough. Like, maybe I'm doing really yeah. well. Maybe I'm yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be great from the beginning. Nobody's great. Unless you're like the super, super, superstar. Yeah. Nobody's great from in the beginning. No. Actually, I, I don't know where I heard this, but they say that it takes at least two years for somebody to really get their stride in mm. whatever new um, activity they're doing, whether it's a new company or you're starting your own venture or something like that. Yeah. So, But yeah, people feel like they need to hit the ground running in the first three months. Why no. do we put so much pressure on ourselves? I, I don't know. I don't know where that where was that coming from, right? Uh-huh. Do you think um, you know how people talk about nature versus nurture? Do you think any either one of those have influenced the way you thought when you first joined the company, where where you felt like, oh, I'm falling behind, or maybe this isn't, maybe they're not looking at the right person. When actually, by the way, they're very lucky to have you. I'm. I hope now you know that, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> no, now I'm 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 in a much better place, and I have a lot more self confidence in myself. And mm. uh, although it did take some time, and it took a lot of you know talking with other yes. coworkers and um, studying and and learning, of course, about where my skill set lies, what my strengths are. Yeah. Doing all that did help me get to the place where I do feel much more comfortable. Uh, and less intimidated uh, by by external factors. So, yeah, I'm in a better place now. <laughs> how how does it feel to be in a be in a new country and also work in a new company? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yes. So I can start by saying that um, uh, technically I actually don't have any full-time work experience in Canada, which is where we're originally from. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only worked part-time in Canada, and then I took my first full-time opportunity uh, in Japan. Uh, working in Japan specifically is such such an interesting experience because you the Japanese culture really does steep into the the way most companies work especially if you do happen to work for a Japanese company or even if you do work for some foreign companies mm-hmm. so for example my very first um, position at the recruitment agency I remember in the first few weeks of training we actually got like Japanese business uh, training so how to do business in Japanese how to give your meishi which means like your business card oh. how to bow uh, how to uh, write emails so it's you know respectful in a Japanese manner. Yeah. So that kind of stuff did seep in, even though we were a foreign uh, company, uh, which was a UK company. Mm-hmm. Um, in my more recent company now, because it's a it's a American company. Truthfully, I would say the the Japanese culture is not as embedded. I think there's slight influences here and there, but it definitely is more American uh, than Japanese. But in terms of working in a foreign land, um, the main, um, yeah, I, I think the main difference is just that we just have to be more mindful of who our audiences are. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we speaking towards a, a Japanese person or a Japanese client or candidate, for example, or are we talking to international um, candidate or, or client? And, and it's true, the way you do business does change. The, the manner that you speak, uh, what you talk about, you know, it, it does change. Uh, in, in the beginning, I was working a lot with Japanese candidates, so trying mm-hmm. to find uh, Japanese candidates' jobs. And yeah. I always just have to be very mindful to be respectful, and which, which is key for everything. It doesn't change. Just whether you're Japanese or not, you always have to be respectful, but mm-hmm. you just have to be <laughs> mindful. <laughs> I just have to be mindful of, like, how to bring up topics. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Like, how to 
bring up topics because here in Japan, for example, you don't always say things so directly. Mm. There's there's a common um, common thing that we do where you kind of go around, you beat around the bush. Yeah, uh. you beat around the bush before you get to the main topic. So I would never ask somebody's um, I don't know like what they want for a salary. Like we beat around the bush a little bit and then we get to it. Where versus when I work with more international candidates I can just ask almost directly and it just makes it a bit smoother so these are some of the some of the ways that I've noticed I do have to be mindful mm-hmm. um, but working in a foreign land itself is pretty cool like I would yeah. say the opportunity has been really good because even though I'm based in Japan in my last three years of work I've had a chance to work with of course Japanese but Taiwanese Philippines Indian American Canadian uh, uh, people so mm-hmm. it, it broadens my horizon I've just got to work with a lot of and Singapore because Singapore is actually a place uh, one of our our offices are there so we work a lot with the Singapore team yeah. so it, it's allowed me to just really have a more global uh, interaction that mm-hmm. I may or may not have had I was back in my uh, homeland of Canada mm-hmm. and it's, it's forced me to just you know learn more about their culture learn more about how to speak with them how to interact with people uh, coming from those specific lands and in the beginning it was a bit hard because it was like okay how do I transition yeah. but now I'm a lot more comfortable with it mm. but yeah I know I, I spoke a lot <laughs> I just like I try not to just speak a lot but I just can't help him like oh but this oh yes but this <laughs> No, you're covering everything, so which is great, because that means that there's with that within that specific topic, there's a lot to explore in, right? Um, and there's one thing that you said about um, how the opportunity of being able to interact with people all around the world, so and also like the culture, the cultural differences, um, and how that's been quite an interesting change compared to let's say being in the western western world or in like canada north america um what made what made you decide or what was um a huge factor in wanting to go to japan what were the yeah what were what were the drivers I wanted to move abroad and live in Japan specifically because as a kid, I was always enamored by uh, anime and manga, which I know is a typical answer. Um, <laughs> so since I was, yeah, since I was like 10, I've been watching To the Moon, Dragon Ball Z, Death Note, all that yes. good stuff. Um, and then I think as a teenager, so about 15, 16, I decided, hey, like I love manga, but it takes forever to get translation in English. Yes. Why don't I just learn Japanese? So I just started to learn Japanese on my own as a, when I was in high school, and then I, I took the Japanese class in university. Now, since taking that class, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm all right in this. Um, I would be I would be interested in seeing Japan and like you know check it out. I'd be interested in living there maybe, yeah. but I wouldn't want to make such a big commitment without without at least visiting um, yes. Japan first. Mm-hmm. So I purposely picked my university the one we went to because it had the japanese language program because they have a uh, japanese um uh, exchange program whereas the other university i was considering they don't have any of that so that was uh, it's not the only reason why i picked my university but it was one of the main factors that i picked that university so i was very lucky that my third year of university i was able to do a exchange program in Mm -hmm. Tokyo for about one year and I loved it so much the freedom I think the main thing was the freedom aspect of it um growing up in Toronto but being from a Nigerian family for Mm -hmm. those Nigerians you know know, (laughs) your family is strict not in a bad way but strict in terms of like they expect you to stay at home they don't expect you going out too much and things like that so I didn't even go downtown until I was like 17, 18 for the first time. Mm-hmm. So being able to go to Japan with <laughs> my parents was such a freeing experience. And I, I felt like I really got to discover more of who I am and what do I like and yeah. who are the type of people I like to hang out with and what do I like to do. Mm-hmm. So having all that experience in Japan, I think made me love Japan even more and really want to come back and potentially live and work here, at least for a couple of years um, and not 
in Canada because I felt that if I did work in Canada, I would probably just end up having stayed at home mm. and like uh, continue to live at home and, yeah. and do that, which is not bad at all. I actually um, think that's perfectly fine. Throughout university, I lived at home, but I felt, okay, by the time I was uh, a little bit older, mm-hmm. it would be nice to have that experience living on my own, having my own room. Yes. Even, even I think it wasn't until I was 22 that I had my own room, and that's when I, I left Japan. I left Canada, sorry. <laughs> So, so yeah. So those were some of the factors in terms of I I love the language. You yeah. know, I was really in love with learning Japanese. I like the culture, Jap- uh, manga, anime, and the freedom. The freedom mm. aspect I think was, you know, now that I'm older, I realized that was really probably the driving force was I wanted to get free. I wanted to get away. Mm. <laughs> if I'm honest. And you did. <laughs> My question was, how did that conversation go with your family when you told them about the exchange? <laughs> I'm so curious. Oh, so, I'm laughing because I have to tell you, I was prepping my mom three years in advance <laughs> that I would be doing this. And she said no the first time. Ooh. She was like, no. <laughs> and finally, the third time, she was like, oh, well, I guess I can't stop you because you keep breaking it up. I think at that time, you know, back in 2011, we just had the, the Japan earthquake. So she was she was concerned. She was, why would you want to go to a country that has earthquakes and tsunamis and, and is so far away from any of your family? What's wrong with you? And it costs money as well, too, which we, we didn't have. So she's like, how are you going to pay for this? All this stuff. <laughs> so it was not an easy conversation, but because I was so adamant about it and it's be something that I... I, I, I guess I've been talking about and um, really, really pushing since even before I entered uni and, and when I entered uni, I think then she 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 got wore down and it's like, okay. So she was the main one I had to convince. Every, my sisters, they were supportive. They're like, yeah, cool. That's so cool. Go ahead. But yeah, it was my mom that was like, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely, I can definitely relate to that as well. It's It's so funny how you said that um, you primed her, like warmed up to mm-hmm. her three years prior, just like dropping hints here and there, just in case. Mm-hmm. So that when it actually happens, less less harder to actually say. Yeah. By the way, um, I'm going to <laughs> Japan. <laughs> like, oh yeah, actually, you know, entered for the program and I got in, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> surprise. But, you know, I- exactly surprise but I would say you know just to kind of want to paint my mom in a bad light or anything like that she was supportive in the mm-hmm. end and she really did come true to try and like uh, help scrounge up some money so that yeah because for the process to enter Japan I don't know why but you need to show that you have $10,000 uh, in your account I guess it's to show that you can take care of yourself mm-hmm. while you're living there as a student Yeah, um, and uh, of course I did not have that so we really were trying to scrounge up, like, okay, how can we show we have 10000 in the account and yeah. all that stuff. So she did help out when she could. So she was very supportive in the end. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's so sweet. And I think um, parents really do want the best for us at the end. And exactly. what what that means is if, you know, we're happy, then as long as we're safe and healthy, that's all that matters to them, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, you both get to be happy at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, um, exactly. And now she can brag about it. Because you know how parents are. Yes. They, once you've achieved certain level, they're like, you know, my daughter, she's in Japan. <laughs> Working in Japan. <laughs> so now it's like a, a, a um, an area that she can be prideful of, which is good. I, I think parents, they, they just want to be happy for you and be able to, you know, tell their relatives that you're doing well. So, yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's beautiful. I'm glad that it all worked out. Um, so, like, getting into um, when you mentioned about your second milestone, which is somewhat related to the first one, um, but much more challenging, I think, where you had to, you chose to solo travel to Thailand. Yeah. Sounds exciting, yes. by the way, for me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, what was that like? Like, what what was the thought process of, of mm. getting to that decision? Yeah. So actually, the top it started from a relatively, 
I don't want to say a dark space, but I started because I was struggling internally. Mm. Um, I, I always call it, it was my soul searching trip. Yes. <laughs> because I just didn't really know anymore. Like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? So to paint the picture again, that was ending of 2018. So I had been in my, my first gig, uh, my first job now for um, a year and a, a year and eight months. So almost going on two years. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, I knew it wasn't quite for me because it was very sales focused and very fast, like very, very fast. And that that wasn't really matching what I saw myself doing. But yeah. at the same time, when you are in Japan, you do feel sometimes limited, especially if you're a foreigner working here. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm lucky to know Japanese, but there's not, it's kind of hard to see what are your career prospects. So I yeah. was like, what do I do? I don't want to go back home yet, but... Yeah. I'm not really seeing my future in this company. So I went on that trip because I wanted to just have time to myself to think deeply about where I wanted to take my career mm-hmm. and also just have some fun and have some more lighthearted uh, fun. So that was really the the place I was coming from when I went on that trip. Uh, and, and I'm so glad I, I did that trip. Uh, because it, it allowed me exactly to do that. It allowed me to do some more introspection. Yeah. Um, which I think I never I never did as much before. I, I think when you're a teenager and you know you're in your early twenties, you don't really get that time to think and really question yourself and yeah. ask yourself questions. Because every day is just so busy. You're trying to graduate yeah. school. You're trying to get a job. Okay, you got a job. Now you're trying to keep that job. <laughs> so you don't get that time. But Thailand gives me that time. Yeah. Plus, they have amazing food, right? Yeah. Amazing food and, <laughs> and cheap too. Beaches. Oh, my gosh. The 10 days there. I mean, I'll admit, by day 8, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I could go home now. <laughs> but, but still, just having... Being there and seeing the beauty and yeah. seeing how big everything is, like how wide the world is and how many different people there are with their own problems and their own dreams and hopes and things like that. And mm-hmm. meeting other uh, foreigners traveling in Thailand and, you know, talking to them, hearing their story. Yeah. And some of them I'm still uh, in touch with even to this day, two years later, three years later. Oh, that's um, great really just opened that perspective again like okay well i don't have to stress so much about just my problems you know there's there's always a solution somehow and i just need to find it but in the meantime let's enjoy this beach (laughs) i know and it's like probably the weather's amazing and you're around nature um Mm -hmm. i'm i'm so interested and i think it's i i find it fascinating where you said um like there's a lot of introspection that you needed and despite the fact that, let's say, you were in Japan on your own, um, like, that escape from your day-to-day, because you're probably, that was your work life, right? That You were just, like, grinding and hustling every day. Yep. So, like, the change of scenery helped in opening up the space in your soul or in your mind to explore more of, like, like really, who is Mary? Like, what's Mary all about, right? Um, what Do you remember what things you were able to realize during that trip? Yeah, some things I was able to realize during that trip is that I really do love um, the field of learning and development. Like, I do love teaching. I do love helping people to learn. So I had actually make, made the plan that once I uh, get come back from the application, I was going to try to get into, like, go away from doing the sales side of uh, recruitment and yeah. getting more into the training side, like to help people train and learn. So that was actually was one of my uh, plans. And then, you know, maybe do either some side hustles like career consulting or, or, or actually another major thing was also to start my YouTube channel. Yes. I think it was 20, <laughs> early 2019 where then I was like, okay, let me just start this channel and just see what happens. So I realized those three things that number one, I, probably did not want to continue in uh, the recruitment field, at least definitely for recruitment agency, uh, not much longer. So I was like, I already knew by 2019, I was going to make a change no matter Mm. what. I just thought I was lucky to then, you know, get the opportunity uh, with the new company. But yeah, I already kind of knew I'm going to make that change because I was, I knew I was not, I was not, recruitment agency was not where I wanted to be. Then number Mm. two, was how can, how can I help people outside of 
just a job like outside of the work I do as my job because mm. I, I saw so many especially online and and such as that, I saw how people were really making a difference yeah. uh, through their own means so they weren't relying on a full-time uh, job to allow them to make a difference I was like okay how can I do that so I started actually teaching English on the side again I have um, one a lady here that I teach English to every weekend, and it's amazing because she's like she's my friend now. Yeah, uh, we're, we're friends because I originally met her at my share house. But I teach business English, and I teach business, and I give life advice. And she's like, Mary, you're my everything. <laughs> you're my everything teacher. I'm like, I, I'm just supposed to be your English teacher, but like, <laughs> I started that up in 2019 as well. Yeah, and then yeah. YouTube stuff. So those were the three areas that I think I had that breakthrough. Oh, it's so good. Thai trip, which if Thailand trip, which now I think back, I'm like, yeah, it really was thanks to that trip that all that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you finally had that solitude to be like, do you really dive into yourself and be like, what do I really want to do? And when you came back, you're just like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it slowly though. I, I, everything yeah. happened at once. But, yeah, of course. Definitely. Like okay, let's you know let's just dive in. What what can I lose? If yeah, I just try? yeah. Like those ideas came to life, and you're, and now it's living. Like the third milestone, which is what you mentioned, was came out of that trip as well. Um, which yeah, is, it really did. The mm-hmm. my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is just under my name, Mary Raladi. You can uh, Google it if you want. Yes. Um, I think that started. I want to say February of 2019 was when I started putting up some videos, and mm-hmm. it's, it's so cool to just see. Even though it's still small, but the impact I have had, like people are commenting saying, "Like, wow, I just wanted to see somebody who looked like me talking about mm. Japan or Korea." Mm-hmm. Or some people like, like wow, you know, you give um, the advice that really fits me because I'm a new grad right now and yes. I'm not sure where I want to go. I was like, I was like, you guys actually taking my opinion? <laughs> <laughs> actually, helpful. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, it's it's definitely the experiences that you've had allows for people to listen to you and be like, I know that feeling. I know. I know what you're going through. I'm so glad that I'm not alone. Right. And just like when you mentioned about your conference, that's how you felt. I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. And it's so great that you're giving back and you're contributing to the the bigger community. Um, What would you say um, in your YouTube experience so far has been the most enlightening um, moment? (laughs) And that could be for yourself or that could be from someone else from somebody else yeah yeah good question the most enlightening moment i i, I still would definitely say I'm, I'm very much still on my journey of the youtube mm-hmm. uh, but i think there's so much to still come and so much to still learn but one of the earlier ones is the lightning moment was like just the the reach that you could have to some people because if i'm honest in my you know my earlier videos it was like you know maybe 20 people watch 50 people watch but I would have a video here and there that would get a thousand uh, views and mm-hmm. and then people comment you know just like you were saying before like oh this is something i was really looking to learn about thanks for sharing and i'm like wow somebody actually took the time out of their day to write that comment and appreciate what i've done and and although sometimes it may feel like what i'm doing doesn't have such a big reach but that doesn't matter because what matters is if even just one person says wow, I appreciate that, I learned from that, and now, you know, I'm better off from it. That's enough. Like, that mm-hmm. That really does become enough. So that would be one of the lightning moments. This is not always about the numbers. It's not about, oh, can I get 10,000 views, 100,000 views, whatever. It's, yeah. you know, how many people am I reaching who, who really can take something away from this and, um, I'm still, I'm still learning that. I'm still, I think it's still a work in progress for me to keep, uh, keep that in my mind. But mm-hmm. once in a while, it really hit. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> crazy, right? Like when you just go, when you feel the flow of doing something that you just like to do, or you want to explore in, or you just want to keep learning, and then you notice that someone else's is 
being impacted by it positive positively it's it probably feels so great and you're like oh it's like helping me and helping other people too exactly exactly mm. it, it really does help me I, I like that you brought that up because I do find doing it almost therapeutic in a way and mm-hmm. it's really fun it, it's it's <laughs> It's a good way to also practice certain skill sets that I want to get better at, like speaking um, and presenting and editing, like creating a story and being able to uh, share that story in a manner that's easy to understand. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it really is helping me as well. I should get back onto it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Make some new videos. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, right after this. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, Mary, um, is there a new video yet? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's great. And um, one of the topics that I do want to talk about in this podcast as well is culture. And I really think it could impact the way we see life and our decisions as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious for you, like how has culture, whether that's nature or nurture within your family or within your community in Canada, how has that affected your major and minor life decisions? Jeez, what a good question, Chrissy. You bring yeah. these questions. We have out. one more hour. <laughs> I'm kidding. To be continued. Because everybody's so different. Everybody does have a different um, way culture impacts them. So for myself, you know, being Nigerian Canadian and, and technically being an immigrant because I came to Canada when I was four years old, I know about the struggle. I know about, I, I see my parents struggle and even myself, I was always very, um, what's it called, financially conscious. Like, I had my job when I was 10 years old as a paper girl because I knew, like, okay, you need money <laughs> to survive in this world mm-hmm. and to be able to get the stuff you want. So that really did put in me the, I guess, a little bit of the hustle mindset, but I don't want to push that narrative because I, I don't like when people say, like, yeah. you got to hustle, hustle. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe in that mm-hmm. necessarily, but more so being financially conscious and I think that has shaped me a lot because because I was always very financially conscious I always thought like okay what kind of career do I want to go to that would, that would make me money like I don't want to struggle in my career so originally yeah. I wanted to be an accountant simply because I was like I like money and <laughs> accountants make money that sounds good yeah <laughs> that, that <laughs> makes sense yeah yeah. So thankfully, I dropped that. I I changed my program from accounting to uh, general business in my third year. Well, well, when I came back from my exchange program mm-hmm. um, in Japan, I changed to general uh, business. But I, I would say, yeah, the the culture of being a Nigerian Canadian and seeing both aspect of the immigrant life and the Canadian life and uh, seeing those two worlds merge did shape me a lot and then make me. One, be open to also global opportunities. I think it made me think that, you know, although Canada's an amazing place, doesn't mean there can't be other opportunities outside. Like, I wasn't, a, I'm, it was weird. I wasn't necessarily afraid to try it out, even though my mom was afraid for me, but she yes. had done the same thing. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she moved to Canada. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but I wasn't as afraid to try it. And then also knowing that, okay, worst case, I do, I can't go back home. I know there's a place to go back to. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think what else about culture has affected me. Oh, and even just the Japanese culture. Like, I definitely would say, you know, some of my friends have told me, like, I'm, I'm a bit Japanified. In a way. Like, <laughs> I have, have inherited some of the culture aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I made them my own. I, I still try to be who I am. I, yes. still, I still have my own core values, my own core beliefs. And I don't waver. I, I don't waver from them, uh, no matter what, actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, yes, it did. I think you, what you said, and I'm just going to repeat it um, for myself. <laughs> um, and I think those are really important points about, oh, you know, like everything that I did experience in Canada, um, good and bad, my culture, m- how I saw money, let's say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. definitely influenced the way I saw the world and life. And yeah. it's so cool how you've like used something that you were sort of your fear, right? It yeah, seems like yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it was. 
it was really a, a scarcity mindset back yeah. then. I still remember as a 10-year-old, I was just like, I, I, I was pretty stingy, if I'm honest, as a 10-year-old, because I saw how my parents struggled and, mm-hmm. um, you know, how we had to just try our best to pay the bills and yeah. keep up with the credit card payments. And, and I know that's because as an immigrant family, there's just so much to juggle. Mm-hmm. And so much things that you have to like catch up with to yeah. try and uh, live a, a stable life uh, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I knew that okay, I don't want to be like that. But at the same time, it's not good to just hoard money, and yeah. it's not good because then you don't you miss out on the experience. Like you miss like if you were somebody, or if I was still had that ten year old mindset where I was like I'll keep all my money, I won't ever use it. Yeah. Then I never would have thought. Okay, let's you know, move, let's go to Japan, let's study abroad in Japan, because that costed a lot. That was about 10K. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I got a scholarship. Thankfully, I did get yes. a scholarship, so that helped a lot. I remember um, that. But maybe I wouldn't have made that decision because I would have felt it was too risky. Mm. Um, but once, I think, I think growing up, I started to, because I was so interested in Japan, I was like, you know, this is worth it. I need to be able to take certain risks. So then that helped me, that shaped me again to be a little bit more, um, open to risks that are reasonable, of course. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, now that I do live here, and you know, it's been a couple of years uh, living on my own here yeah. as an expat. Um, again, I, and I talk to so many people. Again, I I learned a bit more that you know, money is is um it's an avenue that can uh, bring wealth to you mm. uh, as long as you use it wisely, and it's not the most important thing. At by far, it is not the most important in life at all there's so many other things that's still important yeah but just it's good to have a, a decent um a decent understanding of how to utilize it for 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 you mm-hmm. girl i have to bring you back because i feel like we have so much more to talk about like money hustle culture like there's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love like that's the other aspect that i'm really into is like finance stuff yes um personal finance really I, i'm not i'm not going to be a financial guru but yeah personal finance i think is such so important it's such a shame that we didn't learn no, about it yeah. as much in high school like people didn't teachers and the government don't really teach us what is important mm. especially with how their student debt and how this credit card debt for so many people and they got this when they were like 18 of course they're kids of course you're gonna get into that if somebody hands you a free credit card and pizza yeah it's like free <laughs> money know. for them right yeah free money for them <laughs> but then it drags people down for years and years um so that's yeah i think that's something that's so important to talk about yeah. but just like you said that'll be for another time <laughs> yes there's so much to explore in that honestly like I, I, I can't even mention the topic because I know I'll, I'll go into the rabbit hole and this would this podcast will turn out to be like a two-hour episode. Hours. <laughs> Ten hours. <laughs> um, yeah, but we can wrap it up uh, with something a bit lighter because talking about, you know, all those milestones, that, that is, you know, meant to be celebrated. And honestly, I'm so proud to see how much you've grown and... Um, it's so nice to have you here and share your message because some of the things that you've even talked about here was not something that we got to talk about when we met or when we were in university, right? How do you stay relaxed and how do you keep yourself happy? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, for me, how I keep myself happy is number one, my walks. Yes. I think especially during the pandemic, I started walking a lot more walk into parks, walk into my local ravine or river and just feeling the sunshine on my face and the wind and while listening to a podcast, that really does make me happy. Like I, I try to get at least one, even just half an hour walk. Cause I, I'm not, I'm, I can't walk that, that far, but yeah, even just a half an hour walk really does make me happy. Mm. Uh, number two, talking to my family, especially now that I'm an auntie. Yeah. So I have very cute Aww. niece and nephew around. So just um, get into FaceTime. Unless you just call my sister so I can see them. Yeah. <laughs> and I think she knows. <laughs> she knows. She's like, oh, okay, you want to see him, right? Okay, let me show you. Oh, you want to see her? Let me show you her. So yeah. seeing, seeing my family and seeing my adorable niece and nephew really does bring joy to me. Aww. Um, <laughs> and finally, I would say, uh, what else makes me happy? Mm, just, just, just enjoying my hobbies. I, I, I'm really into gaming. 
Mm. I played video games. Uh, I'm into like reading manga and of course anime, which is the original reason why I came to Japan. So and I still <laughs> enjoy those hobbies. And I, you know, sometimes when I when I read a really good manga or really good book, I'm like, wow, we are so lucky to live in a world where we have such good storytelling, yeah. such good artwork, such good. Um, you know, access to all of this, like especially video games now. If anybody's a video game, uh, likes video games out there, like the level of detail and graphics <laughs> they have on games nowadays, woo! <laughs> five years ago or ten years ago, this would have been nearly impossible. But now we have it. I'm like, this is so awesome, and <laughs> that brings me a lot of joy, and I'm very grateful for it because yeah. yeah, I couldn't imagine not having having those. So those three bring me joy plus you're in japan so it's like plus 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 for gaming <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. i'm very lucky i live in a share house so i actually have a, a very nice housemate who yeah literally is like yeah man if you ever want to borrow any of my games feel free to like what <laughs> blessings <laughs> so what 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 will be the first thing that you would want to do once COVID is over? Mm, travel. I know. I, I know that's everybody's answer. But, um, travel internationally, specifically. Like mm. I'd be lucky that we can travel domestically easily yes. enough. But yeah. oh, I want to go abroad. I want to leave Japan. For a little bit and go somewhere. <laughs> I'm debating if I want to go to Canada or go like to Asia. But truthfully. I'll probably go to Asia. <laughs> you know, you're my family. Yeah. Another time. You're always welcome back in Canada. You know that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, Asia will be nice. Like a change of food, scenery, yes. and just yes. everything. Yeah. Asia is beautiful. I highly recommend for anybody who can travel when COVID is over. Yes. Come on over. It's so gorgeous over here. I can definitely attest to that. Uh, hopefully soon, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like fingers crossed end of this year yeah I think we can do some international travel yeah that that that's my assumption too and I okay so like last year I thought it would be like early this year but I'm like okay I was just mm -hmm. too optimistic <laughs> yeah yeah I think we were all yeah. like, like okay it's yeah. right yeah so. and the second strain came by I'm like okay never mind <laughs> Um, awesome. And the last thing that I would always want to end this um, episode with, with my guest speakers is, what is your love message to yourself? What is my love message to myself? Yeah, yeah. What would... Whoa. <laughs> what would that be? Oh my God. Is that like asking my, like telling myself something? Like giving yeah. a message to myself? Uh-huh. Oh. Mary, what are you going to say? Okay. <laughs> My love message to myself is, Mary, just keep at it. You know, don't feel bad just because you have your lazy days. Because yes. you do have your productive days. And I know you're trying your best. Yes. Just keep at it. And you're doing good. You're doing good. And you you are amazing. And the ideas you have are good. So you just need to get your butt in gear and get to it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's sweet. And, and I think... Um, so, so, so important to be kind to ourselves. And I did hear that in that message where you're like, it's okay if there are lazy days because that's normal, right? Um, so awesome. Thank you so much again, Mary, for joining me in this episode. I'm sure we'll have a couple more down the road, especially now that we've opened a couple of Pandora boxes on like topics that we could talk about. But I always appreciate you. You're amazing, and thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, bye. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> and that wraps it up. I hope that you got to enjoy it as much as I did and really learned a lot from our guest speaker, Mary. She has really brought in a lot of insight on overcoming the imposter syndrome, seeking out communities of support, uh, and really being able to take leaps of faith to pursue your dreams and your idea of what it is to have a good life. 
it may not be a bed of roses because nothing is a bed of roses, right? But the challenges of getting there can be worth it. So if you have a dream, if you have an idea, you know, keep watering it. If it really sparks joy in yourself, explore it. Explore that option just like how Mary went to her internship. She worked hard on getting that scholarship and from there she got an idea of what Japan really is all about and that was her place to be. And now that's where she is in her dream job and really being able to make the most out of what she has. So if you didn't get a chance to listen on what she was working on right now actually she has a youtube channel you can look her up at mary Raliadi. i hope i pronounced that your last name mary well but mary space r-a-l-l-a-d-i so check her out in youtube and you'll learn a lot about careers and really making um an even probably japan and pursuing your dreams and that's about it from from me i hope that you'll have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'll definitely see you around.